Welcome to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. And we're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. Let me introduce the crew. Guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, yes, we have Captain Brett Bartlett. We also have Corporal David D. Gresta. Thanks, guys. For you. Two of my favorite people in the world, let me tell you. And uh, no, seriously, they are. And they, and they are sharp. It'll be a good show. <laughs> Brett says he's number one. Hey, a uh, shout out to our sponsors. And we do have a new sponsor this week. So, uh, hey, Motion DSP, Gauls, and Drumbeat, uh, globalordinance.com. Brett's excited. More information about them coming up. And uh, yes, gunlearn.com, mymedicare.live. And we're fueled by Bang Energy today. It is the peach mango for me. Peach mango. Brett, I got new supplies for you. Look at Brett's got a got a bang can there too. So yeah, Brett, I need to get you to the house. I got some more, I got some more product for you. Yeah. All right. By the time Brett gets to my house, there's really none left over for David. Sorry about that, Dave. Uh, but anyhow, thanks to the bang for the fuel. Uh, Brian Burns with the free press. Thanks for carrying our content and huge shout out to Ray Dietrich with Red Voice Media at redvoicemedia.com. A great source for news, national news. And hey, out of the eight locations that we're streaming to, none of which are YouTube, but three of those belong to Red Voice Media. And on those three Facebook pages, they have about one million followers that we're streaming to right now. So thanks, Ray and Red Voice Media for helping to make that happen. Guys, we got a, uh, a great lineup for you. Uh, let's go and start with our main topic. They have a tendency to be a little bit deeper. And, uh, you know, in the news on Police One, one of our favorites, Ken Wallentine, uh, the chief wrote an interesting article. It's titled Collect All Evidence. Let the lawyers sort it out. Um, interesting article. And, uh, you know, I thought it was put together pretty well. United States versus Walker. So he, he cautions the reader by saying bizarreness ahead. So Derek Walker and Darren Heidinger, they're co-workers. So Walker, <laughs> this is a wild story, guys. Uh, so, yeah, David's already shaking his head. Brett and I used to investigate the sex industry, so this will, we'll be right at home on this one, Brett. So Walker begins a sexual relationship with who other than Darren, his co-worker's wife. Her name is Katie Heidinger. So Darren's suspicions prompts him to look at his wife's cell phone for evidence of a suspected affair. And when Darren sees a video of Katie, the wife, performing a sexual act on their infant child, he calls the police. Darren shows the video to the officers who viewed the video before arresting Katie, the wife. Katie tells the officers that she sent Walker numerous photographs and videos of herself. And uh, Walker, of course, would be the guy she said, the co-worker she's having the affair with, her husband's co-worker. And she sent the photographs and videos of herself performing sex acts on children that she babysat, as well as her own children and Darren's three young children. Uh, Katie claimed that she abused the children to win Walker's affection because she believed that she was sexually attracted. I'm sorry. She believed that he was sexually attracted to the young children. She told the officers the sexual abuse was all her idea. She said that Walker affectionately referred to her as a loving pedo mom. Pedophile mom, get it? Wow. Officers applied for a search warrant for Walker's home, the boyfriend's home, in person. A judge issues two search warrants, one for Walker's home and one for his person. Uh, the officers saw Walker at a restaurant. They seize and view images on his cell phone, and after they find several images of children being sexually abused, they actually arrest him. So now we've got... Uh, the chick having the affair and the boyfriend who's the co-worker of her husband arrested. So following Walker's arrest, Katie tells the officers that he Walker urged her to create the sexually explicit images and videos of her abusing her own children. She said that her earlier claim of being the sole one responsible for it was a lie. So she's, she's bringing him into it, right? The, the boyfriend, she said that her earlier claim lie jury found Walker guilty 
of sexual exploitation of a child, received images depicting the sexual exploitation of a child. Trial court sentenced him to 45 years in prison. He appealed, claiming the trial court wrongly failed to suppress the evidence obtained from a search of his cell phone. Uh, so Walker claimed the search warrant for his person lacked probable cause, yada, 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 because, you know, basically the chick he was having the affair with, uh, that she was lying. Walker claimed that um, because of that lie, the judge should not have found the probable cause, yada, yada. So the Court of Appeals affirmed the trial court's ruling. Now, her later statement that she had lied had not yet been made to the officers. Therefore, it was a misstatement that misled the judge who the who issued the warrant. So she had lied. Didn't It didn't uh, mess up with her credibility. So the takeaway for the investigators, according to our author, Ken Wallington, is that beyond the obvious, people do sick things. It's a reminder to investigators that the job is to gather all available information showing both guilt and innocence and to let the court figure it out and uh, what's admissible, what's not admissible. And that's what the investigators, to their credit, did in this particular case. So um, interesting article, guys. Curious what your thoughts are. We got uh, David D'Agresta, Captain Brett Bartlett. You want to start us off? You know, Chip, I wish this <laughs> this article would have shocked me, but it doesn't really. <laughs> you know, it didn't even get my heart going. It's just like, okay, another another freak show out there in the civilian world. But, you know, it, it's, it's so much harder to go back and get evidence after you've left the scene. And there is some leeway in the law if you get something that you weren't supposed to get all right it's not a it's not a it's not going to kill you you just won't be able to use it in court so get get every all the evidence you can consistent with the law and the facts that you have in hand at the time because you can't go back and get it if some if a jury or the judge or the attorney say you can't use that piece hey whatever at least i got it because you can't go back you, you know the the not that the the act or the acts that these people were involved in shocks us at all. It, it's one of those things, like he said. Um, but to me, you know, reading the article, and of course, you know, our guy Ken Wallentine does a does a great job writing, laying out laying it all out uh, very succinctly. Uh, but it was kind of one of those things where I looked around, like, doesn't everybody do this? Isn't this the way that we do it, anyways? And you have to, I guess that kind of opens your eyes to law enforcement agencies around the country and, and stuff out there that does sometimes slip through the cracks or gets away from somebody because they don't go through those, um, the processes that are that are in place uh, to gather or correctly gather evidence so that it can be used in court against people. And, and in this particular case, the officers, the investigators, you know, very wisely got two search warrants, one for the house, one for the person. So that if he had something in his pockets, if he had his cell phone, which is part of his person, they could they had access to everything. When we when we wrote search warrants, we would write search warrants that would include not only the house, but the car in the driveway, the shed in the back. You had you were very specific about where you were going to search, which was everywhere you could could think of where that evidence might be found. So they, they did that wisely, and, and as the article points out, they the, the attorneys and the prosecutors then had what they needed and, and got the convictions they deserved. So, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of like a, is, doesn't everybody do this moment when I read the article? But maybe not. But he did a good job with it. All right, thanks, guys. Excellent commentary. All right, well, moving along because we got plenty more coming up here. Uh, and let's see, you know, we, the, uh, we were not there yet, but the first video that I've got on my list, body cam shows a new Rochelle shoot suspect who grabs an officer's gun during a struggle. We're going to get to that in just a second. 
But the, but first, lawoffice.com, Philadelphia gunman wearing a ballistic vest captured after killing five, wounding two during a mass shooting. So, yeah, we're in Philadelphia. So the gunman's wearing the ballistic vest. He's captured in the, uh, uh, I, I, it's pronounced from what my understanding is, Kinsesi. Uh, it's the section of southwest of Philadelphia, Monday evening after five people were killed and two others were wounded, and both of whom uh, were children. So the Philadelphia police have responded shortly before 8.30, so it's in the evening, and there's gunfire in the area. And about 10 minutes later, police are following the suspect as gunfire is continuing to ring out. There's a uh, 40-year-old man who's confronted several blocks away in an alleyway. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported this. And this is being cited by Commissioner Daniel Outlaw. And that's the commissioner's name, Outlaw. Kind of cool. The police officers issued verbal commands and then took him into custody without further incident. So you're kind of kind of surprised. You know, this guy's got, you know, the vest on and stuff. I'm thinking this guy's going to go down in a blaze of glory, right? Didn't happen. So the police officers issued verbal commands, take him into custody without further incident. In addition to wearing a ballistic vest, the suspect had multiple magazines, an AR-type rifle, handgun, and a police scanner, according to Fox News. So the slain victims range from 20 years old to 59 years old, according to the NBC Philadelphia. The fifth deceased victim was not discovered until hours after the initial shooting when a body was found inside a home. A two-year-old and a 13-year-old were also wounded during the uh, shooting rampage. And here's a quote from the uh, chief saying that, you know, we have absolutely no idea why this happened. At least uh, at this point, uh, all we know is that this person left their home and decided to target individuals. So that's the way it ended. Um, I know that outlaw which was interesting. Outlaw said that there was another person who police believe may have returned fire at the gunmen while he was shooting. They took this dude in the custody. I want more information about that. Um, they say it's un, they don't know whether the guy's facing charges, but they took him in the custody. Guys, we got to get more info on that. But uh, uh, Brett, start us off. Well, the word I got from another another news source, and it's not a mainstream news source. The guy was, a, and I'm not kidding. He's a cross-dressing member of BLM. He had posted uh, on online uh, wearing his dress and Philadelphia police have gone from, I don't know why they thought this important, this article in their news release. We started off addressing him as he, him. Okay. And now they address as they, them. Why they thought that was important to put in there. It, it's just ridiculous. But apparently this isn't some right wing nut job out there. And of course, of course, what's the governor say? Well, we need to have more uh, strict gun laws like our neighbor in New Jersey. Yeah, that's what you need. You need to have fewer cross-dressing BLM members out there hurting people is what you need to have. Well, how do you yeah, call that, 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 David? That's called, it, it, I just add to it. Um, it it's it's the, the, the mental illness aspect of this whole transgender cross-dressing, whatever the heck you want to call it. And I, I said it before, it's a mental illness. I'm um, sorry, it, but that's what it is, is starting to surface in violence, which is who who could have not predicted that um, as you don't gender them correctly and the anger and the and the violence starts to bubble to the surface. It's interesting. If that's true, I, I would my question about this article was I want to know who this person is, what the motivation was. And if what Brett has brought out is is accurate, how interesting. And I guarantee you we won't we won't hear anything more about it because it doesn't fit in with the the corporate media agenda and uh, and their their mindset and what they're all about these days. So, all right, thanks, Dave. Commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Motion DSP. They've been supporting the law enforcement profession for over fifteen years for the robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. The Motion DSP software 
easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise, and you can save valuable time with spotlights. It's one-click automating tracking feature and forensic suite of enhancement filters to achieve results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. Now, Spotlight is built specifically for redaction. It works with any video from any camera source and using motion DSPs, algorithms, and object tracking technology. It automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information. It saves users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame redaction and forensic enhancement software that allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using patented super-resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. You can actually get forensically valid evidence from just low-quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So you can learn more about all these products and features by going to motiondsp.com. If you haven't done it before, do it today, motiondsp.com. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're still live from the Boss Hog Radios and Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. Guys, more commentary on the uh, on the last topic? And if not, okay, let's move to our first video then. And look, I say that, look, it's hard to cover a news story of the day without there being a video component. So all of our audio listeners, you know, radio and podcast, will describe in great detail what's going on so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. So on this first one, at Rumble.com, I think it's the best law enforcement video channel out there. This is Butter. And it's the one about the body cam from New Rochelle. Now, David, is this the one that you were expecting us to start off with? Because um, it's the first one no. on my list. Yeah, no, no it, it, the, the video doesn't really show anything. So, I mean, do what you want. Okay, you got it. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, Jimmy liked that. All right, New Rochelle police have released body cam footage of an officer involved shooting that happened on Monday. Six to seven, you receive. What's up, guys? Hey. Does, does he want to just talk he wants to the cops? He wants to, too? No, yeah. oh, come on, what? man. What are you doing in the store? Yeah. You were eating the food? So it shows the moments when three officers struggle with a man. It's around 4.30 in the afternoon. Uh, just before shots are being fired. So investigators say they received a call from somebody at a nearby store about a possible theft. The caller gave a description of the suspect. Officers then found the man fitting the description, and, and he's walking around. The officers tried to get the man out of the street, place him under arrest. The struggle ensues. Video shows the man's shoe comes off, and according to the police, the man grabs one of the officer's guns, tries to pull it from the holster, and that's when one officer yelled, hey, gun, and lets uh, you know the other officer know who ends up shooting the unnamed person. So the man was taken to the hospital. Police have not released the name of either the bad guy or the officers involved. So I so I know where David's going with this. I am so in my notes, I kind of when I send the videos out and for the people who watch our show the next day at nine o'clock, the show will be produced at nine o'clock in the morning at Rumble and other some other social media sources. And we'll put links to the uh, videos that we're talking about. So I put the uh, show notes in there too. So even though the video is not the greatest because you can't really tell necessarily what's going on, um, I include it because a cop shot the bad guy after he grabbed another cop's holstered firearm, and the article says that he only tried to pull the gun from the holster, but he didn't get it. He didn't get it out, according to the article. It doesn't say that he actually, you know, removed the gun from the holster. So I was curious what you guys think um, as far as justification for that, because you know it happens. Bad guy grabs a gun. Um, you can be charged criminally for depriving an officer of his of his, uh, of his weapon or communication, you know, radio weapon or whatever. But you put your hand on a gun, and in the time that that gun can come out of the holster and it can shoot somebody else, 
you're not going to be able to react to that in time. So curious about the justification or possible justification. I know most importantly, uh, it, it, it's really depends on what's going on in the officer's head. And if a reasonable officer in the same situation, you know, would do the same thing, Brett, uh, don't, don't look at David's, uh, verbal, uh, you know, verbal judo. You know, if somebody's grabbed my gun chip, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do deadly force to him. I'm going to protect my gun. At the same time, I'm going to take my fingers and jam them into his eye. Or I'm going to take my knife out and stick it through his ear. Or if I've got my crown Victoria handy, I'm going to run him over. But, but he's going to get shot. Okay. And I think that's reasonable. When somebody grabs your gun, what can their intention only be to use it against you? That's a deadly force encounter. So right on. Thanks for clarifying. Brett, I noticed that you said you're going to protect your gun. Now, yeah. you didn't use a pronoun with that, and I'm kind of curious. If you had to assign a pronoun to your gun, what would it be? I'm going to say they, them, because there's always more than one. <laughs> oh, now you got me thinking. All right. <laughs> David. David. Wow. Wow. Just, um, you know, the, the, everything that Brett said, of course, it, it comes down to three officers on scene. Um, the guy was big. Uh, he's a no person, obviously, from the get-go. Uh, the one officer shows up on scene and immediately has, it appears, has PC to arrest and, and begins that process. Um, it, it it goes south. I mean, you don't really see a whole lot or hear a whole lot. But like Brett said, if, if the guy's down there trying to grab somebody's gun, I mean, where's your either, either firearm retention has to be a priority or you're, you're going to have to defend the other officer who's, who's he's trying to take the arm, disarm. Um, but from that range, how is he, how is he alive? That's the other question. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, another thing Brett brings into the equation is that, you know, people are saying today that cops don't have a duty to protect, but you know, Brett is going to protect they, them. He just admitted that he would protect they, them. So I think that clears up that Supreme court decision. So yeah, my you, firearms are non-binary. It's a Glock <laughs> and a SIG. <laughs> oh, so, so speaking of Glock and SIG. Now, I suspect you're going to tell me that your ballistic of choice is going to be 9 millimeter. I suspect with you, a 40 cal might be a close second, or it could be reversed, but tell me, clue me in. Let, educate well, me, I, Brett. You know, back in the day, remember, we carried 40 back before we retired. I found that yeah. now uh, I've got a little arthritis in my hand from punching people in the head for 32 years, <laughs> it, it, despite what I was taught to do. And so I go back to the 9, and, you know, there's this constant argument. Is it, is it a 9? Is it a 40? There's a new one out there. The 30 super carry. It's a modified carb. It's, let me tell you what, shoot what, hit what you're shooting at. And then it and doesn't then we'll matter. Talk about, and then we'll talk about caliber. Remember, I, I've told this before. I, you know, I had the firearms program in Tampa and guys would come up and say, Brad, why won't uh, Chief let us carry a 45? I said, what, a bigger caliber to mess with? How, how about you shoot what you got well and then we'll talk about caliber? But I do carry nine because it's moderate, doesn't bother my hands. Ammunition is relatively inexpensive, and it's just an average, average. I don't get up in the cartridge caliber controversy crap that sells gun magazines on the on the magazine rack. I don't get into that. Yeah, but plus with the nine, you can carry more ammo compared to other size calibers, correct? Well, yeah, but but if you start thinking, well, I'll just carry more ammo, that kind of jumps into the well. I just need, I'll just need to shoot 22. more. Yeah. How about how about shoot the guy between the running lights, or shoot him in a, in his chest, or shoot him in his undercarriage where he can't hold? Just hit the guy, hit the guy. 
Because if you shoot him with a 45 and it doesn't hit the right place, you've done nothing. If you shoot him with a 22 right between the running lights, it's going to do wonderful things. Just wonderful get, things. get good with what's in your hand, and then we'll talk caliber after that point. All right. Excellent. Excellent. You know, excellent information to get out there before the, uh, before the next commercial. So, uh, um, and you know, we're going to be talking about a couple, we're going to be talking about goals. Captain Bartlett's going to help me out with that, hopefully. And then we're going to jump into global ordinance and then we're going to explain some more stuff about global ordinance after that. So, uh, guys, let's take a commercial break, right? Do your prep work, your homework, and we will be right back. All right, guys, it's time to talk about goals at goals.com slash Leo. And look, if you're watching the show, everybody should know what Goals is. The country's leading uniform, clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. They have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty belts and tactical gear. And as, as Captain Brett Bartlett always says, they pretty much have everything everything but guns and ammunition. Captain Bartlett, what's going on uh, this week at Goals? I'm getting a little dizzy just thinking about it. 25% off Safari Land and Bianchi holsters. You know, we carried Safari Land for years. Tell you what, when Gauls gets a 25% off Blackhawk, I'll probably pass out in this chair and just flop over. You know, it could happen, though. You know, you, it could happen. So. I hope. Because, you know, I, I, at the end of my career, I started carrying Blackhawk, and I still carry Blackhawk. So if now, is, there, 20, is there any stock left, or have you, ordered, have you ordered everything? we got 10 seconds. If you hear my front doorbell ring, that means there is no more stock left. All right. All right. Beautiful. Gauls.com slash Leo. So guys, look, time to talk about our new sponsor, Global Ordnance. So, you know, get ready for a coupon code. And I'm serious. Get ready for that coupon code from Global Ordnance, your ultimate destination for ammo. GlobalOrdnance.com provides high quality ammunition for all of your shooting needs, ensuring precision, reliability, and unmatched performance. For a limited time, they're offering free shipping, free shipping on all ammo orders. That's heavy stuff. For uh, orders over $200 with their exclusive coupon code called Leo Roundtable. Visit globalordinance.com today and explore the selection of ammo they've got. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are still live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, speaking of Plant City, Brett, and, and, uh, and Dave, go ahead and feel free to open up your mic, too. You know, they've got a lot of uh, friendly, responsible, gun-toting, red-blooded Americans here in, in Plant City, Florida. And, uh, you know, talking about our new sponsor, Global Ordinance. And Brett and I had talked. I don't know if I mentioned that David, but, you know, when you order ammunition through them, you know, they've got their software you know, online, it searches about 20 vendors. It goes for the best price and quality for your ammo and stuff. So it's not like you're just depending on, you know, one vendor. They do all the hard work for you to find uh, the best deal. And of course, with the free shipping, if you're spending, you know, um, at least 200 bucks with them and then using that Leo Roundtable coupon code, man, that's just, it's just gold. What do you think, Brett? Um, I think something moved a little, Chip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you uh, fanning yourself when we were yeah, talking. Yeah, I, I'm fanning myself, all right, but it's a whole different fan. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, you know, it takes forever to go through all the different websites and find out who's got the best deals. But the way they're doing it, Global Ordinance, they put it all in one place. They're like a, a, a clearinghouse, so they'll find the best yeah. deal for you. Just make sure people know that when you go to these places, make sure that, uh, you know, check, check your shipping amount because that can be substantial. 
But if they're given uh, free shipping, anything to, uh, over what two hundred dollars with right. our coupon, that's that's huge. That's a that's a couple of boxes of ammo right there that you'd be that you could uh, you'd be spending money on. So uh, I can't wait to try it out because I'm down to about a hundred thousand rounds and I'm getting a little nervous. You know? Wow, that's that's horrible. How, how do you how do you how do you live with your time? How do you go to sleep at night, Brett, with knowing that you're that and, low on ammo? And Dave, I'm only I only say this because I'm comfortable with you guys. I wouldn't say that to anybody else. Okay, geez. I hope I, you'll keep that between us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now the way the way I look at it, I mean, we get we 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 just about have it covered. You've got galls for everything, but now you've got global orders for ammo. All we need yeah. is a gun. All we need is guns. We just need somebody to start delivering. <laughs> we need a gun well, source. And we're Global on. Global ordinance has the guns too. Well, you know? okay then, we're covered. Goals They've for everything else, guns. but goals hey, look, for everything else, but and uh, global ordinance for guns and ammo. So you're covered all the way around. We've only touched on the surface of what global ordinance you know has. Now, now an old buddy of now you're you know John Ware, don't you, uh, Brett from uh, remember from SRT days, you know. So uh, yeah, John Ware is with Global Ordinance. Great guy. Um, we're gonna have to get him on the show uh, at, at some point. Uh, to talk about this and to educate people. Because, you know, people, there's all kinds of, you know, there's like ammo shortages. I think they're starting to come out of that now. And Global Ordinance, you know, they don't, you know, they just pair, you know, they don't they don't make the ammo. They pair you with the people that do it. But, you know, there's a responsibility factor too. You don't want, you know, cheap ammo and you want to make sure that it's going to get there. You want a reputable, reputable company to deal with. So they have done the heavy lifting for you. And it, it's just a great, it's just a great opportunity. So, and, and of course, ammo's heavy. I mean, you know, when I, when I, when they told me and we had this meeting and, uh, and they told me they were talking about doing uh free shipping for these orders, I was like, golly, well, number one, I'm thinking how in the world can they afford to do that? And number two, I'm thinking, well, ammo is heavy. So almost any amount, uh, you know, of ammo, the shipping cost is, you know, you, 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 you run the danger of it costing as much as the ammo. You oh, know, but ridiculous. The way yeah. I, I, a couple of years ago before COVID hit, I was buying uh ammo case a thousand rounds at a time delivered right to the front door. It's like, it was like ammo, Amazon. Yeah. And I, I could tell when it packaged for me because my wife, I'd hear her go, oh, I said, oh, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming <laughs> She's trying to move it by herself. I'm on, I'm on the way. So in, in my meeting, I told them, I said, yeah, the guys that, that I hang out with and rub elbows with, these guys start, and I'm thinking mostly of Brett, these guys start sweating when they get under 10,000 rounds. They start <laughs> having night sweats. They get nervous. They need the ammo. You know, they need more ammo, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'll let uh, just let me know, Brad. I'll let, I'll let you use my the hand truck that I got to bring my stuff in the house. It makes it a lot easier. Uh, I've got a team. I have a team ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. cover. Hey, so, yeah, not, of course, you don't have to live in Plant City to get ammo, although we know that you guys are uh, are God fearing Americans. But uh, but hey, uh, global coupon code Leo Roundtable. All right, guys, moving along. We've got another story lined up here. And uh, I dare say that we're back at rumble.com and our favorite channel. This is butter. This is butter is actually streaming again, uh, the stream and conversing with us right now online. You know, the eight locations we stream to almost all of those have the ability to communicate with us during live shows. So it's pretty cool. And, and guys, we are also going to start giving away $50 goals, gift cards during live shows. So be watching for that. If you're not online, you're not going to be able to get it. We're going to have a word that you're going to have to type in a message. And the software, the StreamYard software, that, that's a service that we use to do the show. It will pick winners at random. We're not going to tell you in advance when we're doing it, so be ready. Again, if you're not online during the live show, you're not going to be able to get it done. And don't worry, if you're listening via radio um, to a live show, we've got you covered too. We're going to give you the opportunity to call them live to the Boss Hog radio uh, station and they get a uh, $50 gift card as well. So 
Back at Rumble, this is Butter. Akron police investigating an arrest caught on video that appears to show an officer striking a man in the face. Hey, y'all need to chill. Y'all need to... Bro, I'm recording you. I'm recording you. What are you doing? Stop hitting him. What the fuck? So everybody's having a, a hoopla about this one. What do our expert panelists have to say about this? So, yeah, Akron police, they responded to a video that shows two officers appearing to hit a man in the face while struggling to make an arrest. Officers are checking a car's registration on Saturday night. They see the tags are expired. The driver had ended up having warrants. So police said the officers, they lost sight of the car, but spotted a short time afterwards at a family dollar store. Of course, it would be the family dollar store, right? That's where all the criminals go. Uh, officers try taking control of the driver. There's a struggle. Um, after the first officer takes him to the ground. So a video taken by witness, and it kind of starts off just showing the uh, the uh, cell phone cam from the witness. Um, it doesn't show how it starts. It just shows the cops fight with the guy and it, the officer struggling with him, uh, striking the guy in the face several times. So the Akron Police Department said in the statement that, quote, verbal commands were given to the driver to put his hands behind his back and to stop resisting. He did not comply. And the officers continued to try sep to separate his hands to safely handcuff the suspect. During the two-minute struggle the uh, to get the man in the custody, strikes were used in addition to the physical grappling. Uh, one use of force expert says the officer's actions in the video were not excessive. And now Tim uh, Demoff, he's our the use of force expert that they used, and I reached out to him actually on, on um, LinkedIn uh, yesterday to uh, make friends. Uh, in his video, he said that you can see the officer utilized a couple of stun hits to get control of the suspect, and uh, he said that you see the officer's come and help as soon as the suspect ceases to resist and puts his hands behind his back. You don't see the officers abuse the subject or hit them or stomp on them or anything else. Police say once the driver was handcuffed, the officers found a baggie containing powder that tested positive for fentanyl. Now that's why the dude was fighting. Police said he also had warrants for drug possession, domestic violence, and contempt of court, among other charges. Akron police say the use of force by the officers is now under investigation. But it's all going to be okay because the police auditor and the Citizens Police Oversight Board, uh, they will be advised about the incident. 
How do you like the hands of the discipline being going to the citizen review board? Wow. Uh, Captain Bartlett. You know, th th this was a, a relatively pedestrian arrest. A guy resisted. He had warrants. He didn't want to go to jail. But I'm looking at the crowd and they're screaming, stop it. He's just a kid. You know, instead of hiring all these all these mental health uh, experts, have a guy that's at every call standing and talking to the crowd going, if you wouldn't fight, we wouldn't have to beat your ass. <laughs> and just have a big placard. Any questions? Because that's what they were screaming. Why, why, why? It was very simple. Now, can I, I can I say the B word on air? Is that is that acceptable? Jimmy, can you say the B word? Knock yourself out. I, the, the best thing was at the end, that kid was crying like a little bitch after he took his whooping <laughs> from the police. That was just that just made my day. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, listen, um, the use of force expert was correct. And, and I would go so far as to say they were gentle. They were gentle with this with this piece of crap. It, it, it speaks for itself. He had warrants, multiple warrants. He was in possession of more drugs, fentanyl. Um, so that's why they become no people, because they know they're going to jail. They know they're going to prison. And so they fight and they run and they they hurt people, including the police or try to. And so the police react. It's just fascinating to me. What in the world do these idiot citizens think the police should be doing in this circumstance? Um, it, it, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, Akron, Ohio, you know, I, I don't, I don't know the place. I, I have no idea to be there. It's probably horrific, I'm sure. But um, besides that, they were gentle. Um, the, the, that bad guy probably probably should have been asleep on the on the concrete. So um, yeah, they were gentle. All right, thanks, guys. Great breakdown. Yeah, I. Uh, it's always calm. You know, it brings back so many memories. The crowd surrounding you, chanting and and uh, getting all their keywords on video, their flag words and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it brings back some great memories. So, and, and you know, uh, so what? Why is the kid saying stop, officer? Stop! Please don't! Please don't! He is, he's he's buying time. He's buying his time. He's getting this plan. He, he's trying to figure out what he's going to do, but he's buying time. Please don't hurt me! Please stop! I, I can't breathe. Yeah, you can breathe if you're, if you're talking to me. You can breathe, but like Mike. Tyson said, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. And they need to start teaching. I wish they start teaching more punching people in the face. Because you guys remember if you you know, we all got punched in the face before we went police cap, but when Tommy Downs punched you in the face, your plan is gone. You've got to redo your plan. Tommy had a little change. He's now Tommy now. Tommy Brown. But uh, don't tell don't tell him I said that though. Yeah, it would. I wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, no, you're right. Everybody's got a plan to get hit. All right, uh, and that was from Captain Brett Bartlett, former uh, Internal Affairs Commander. So look, commercial break. We will be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. Gunlearn.com. They've taken the confusion out of learning, and they've made it easy. Gunlearn.com is the first, and it's the only company that offers a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like our Captain Brett Bartlett here. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point in time to ensure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, by law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that Leos need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar. 
And you can actually get free training for yourself and all the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at absolutely no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. They have a pretty cool quiz at the end of the, at the uh, videos um, at the website as well. Check it out. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're still live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. So, guys, uh, Cor- uh, Corporal David, go ahead. Um, I, I just caught something in one of those commercials. The way to a man's heart is between the fourth and fifth rib. What, what, what were they Jimmy, talking about? Add, I was like, what the? We what, need producer Jimmy. I'm sorry. Wow. What was that again? <laughs> I heard a commercial that said the way to a man's heart was between the fourth and fifth rib. Yeah, that was like exciting. That. Yeah, oh yeah. Don't but don't forget the barbecue sauce. The, the barbecue fork. It sounded like. Oh. <laughs> wow. All right. Good. See, David's not just another pretty face, Jimmy. You know, he actually pays attention to the commercials during the break. So yeah. And, uh, some people do from time to time. All right. Well, look. Thanks. Well, look. Hey. Uh. You know. Captain Bartlett, I, I think that we need to start doing things differently um, here in Florida, kind of like Cal- what they're doing in California, because they've got a California task force that wants to ban police from enforcing public urination laws. Um, but, well, good. You know what that means? Everything else is under control. Okay. If you, except if, the bladder. If all, got, if all you got to talk about is peeing on the sidewalk, that must mean murder's under control. Burglaries. This is good news. This is gigantic news. If we're down to controlling peeing on the sidewalk, we're living in a great society. Well, you know, I Googled California Reparations Task Force. And I, you know, for our listeners, when you get near a computer or cell phone, just Google California Reparations Task Force and look at the makeup of that board. It kind of reminds me of like the Oakland PD when they wanted to have a, a, a police review committee and they were like openly advertising for convicted felons and stuff and uh, how slanted something would be. So let, listen to this story. So we have, we're, in, we're in California, unfortunately, and we're in Sacramento. So Reparations Task Force wants state lawmakers to ban the arrest and the prosecution of people who violate laws like public urination and other public disorder offenses. And this is what the task force has released in their final report last week. And it's taken them years to get to this. So the call to end police enforcement of laws, including those that prohibit public urination, it's among the official policy recommendations listed in the final report. It contains 40 chapters. That's four zero chapters and runs well over 1,000 pages. These guys have been busy, or, or so you think. There's an agenda. It's a, uh, a, I guess a, um, a, proportion, a portion of the law enforcement contact with the public relates to low-level nonviolent offenses, according to, the, uh, to this paper. Uh, thus, for example, law enforcement is frequently tasked with enforcing public disorder offenses such as uh, illegal camping, public intoxication, disorderly conduct, minor trespass, and public urination. Although the subjects of these conducts are often experiencing homelessness, a mental health crisis, or both, the responding officers typically possess neither training nor the expertise in working with these vulnerable populations. So they're slanting already. Yeah, look at David Rollins' eyes. It's priceless. So this disconnect often results in the use of excessive and sometimes fatal force that falls disproportionately on black individuals. Are you guys paying attention to me? So given the devastating impacts of this kind of over-policing, over-policing, that's right, the task force recommends that the legislature prohibit law enforcement from criminally enforcing public disorder infractions and other low-level crimes. So instead, a public health and safety institution without criminal arrest or prosecution powers, they would enforce prohibitions such as sleeping on the sidewalk, fair evasion, and similar transit-related or other public disorder violations that criminalize poverty. 
criminal or, or people arrested and criminally prosecuted for these administrative by administrative violations. Yes, not criminal administrative. They should be granted a private right of action to sue for damages or should automatically receive a damages payout. Put that on the reparations tab, right? Fox News reports that a, a report stopped short or that this report stopped short of giving an exact dollar amount at once for descendants of slaves who live in the state, though it makes clear the task force thinks the dollar amount should be significant. In 2021, the then Assemblywoman uh, Shirley Weber, and Brett should pull up her name, number, and email address. She's a Democrat. Shirley Weber, she authored a bill to form a task force to examine and develop reparation proposals for the harms of slavery on black people in California. And they want this thing to be a model for every state in the entire country. They're on a mission. Uh, wow. Captain Bartlett, he's he's busy. Go ahead, Captain. You know, the first time one of these people gets peed on, gets their house broke into, gets their car stolen, and then gets peed on while their car's being stolen, they'll come up with a different thing. It's just, it's just a, it's, it's the BLM crowd. They want money. Uh, give them a check. Uh, have them sign a waiver saying, I'm going to write you a $20 check, but after this, you got to shut the hell up. Wow. Yeah. That's what it comes down to really is just the, just who can make money off the insanity and stupidity that they, that they are propagating in, in California. And, and just, just to enlighten the, the idiots that, um, are pushing this garbage, the, the low level nonviolent offenses, um, uh, what was it? Public intoxication, disorderly conduct trespass. Yeah. Those turn into violent confrontations pretty rapidly when, when you suddenly in, uh, have to deal with one of these people that now realizes they can cause all sorts of disturbances, be publicly intoxicated, disorderly conduct and trespass. And there's nothing you can do about it. So as the homeowner, the business owner, whatnot comes out as they these people are peeing on their doorway and try to get them to leave or stop being disorderly or uh, or the whatnot, it becomes violent. It will become, it will become violent rapidly. So good luck with that, you morons. <laughs> you know, what what next? I'll tell you. I, I did have it, I did have fun reading this though. That was fun. So um it was between me and Jimmy and Listen, I drew straws I lost. And, and Look, honestly, can I interject here for a second? If you're in the middle of the park, naked at midnight, screaming at the tree about how the Martians have transmitters in your teeth, I consider that to be entertainment. So why not let more of these people out on the streets that can charge a quarter or whatever, and everything will be just fine. Consider them to be entertaining as long as they're not breaking into your house or whatever. We'll, we'll drop them. We'll drop them all off at, around Jimmy's house. He can he be entertained <laughs> you all he wants. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure that this garbage in California will probably not be passed as much as they yell and scream about it. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, on break, Jimmy was asking me if this actually involved. You know, if it banned golden showers. Um, but I don't want to talk about it on the show. But uh, things you can't say on the radio. <laughs> yeah. All right, so moving along, let's see, we got uh, about two and a half minutes left. So let's see uh, what we can uh, break into here. So um, we've got, we're, let's hit the LAPD, rumble.com. This is Butter, the best law enforcement video channel. So we're in LA, June 2nd, 2023, 11.15 in the morning. Wilshire Area Patrol officers receive a radio call of an assault with a deadly weapon suspect at a medical office. Hey, hey, put it down. Be back ready. Hey, any class? Be back ready. Be back ready. Step on. Oh, 
So as officers get there, they observe the suspect. He's Uriah Sanders. He's holding approximately a four-inch spike lawn edger, not a weed eater, a lawn edger in his hands. Officers ordered him. Uh, uh, he's got mental illness. They ordered him to drop the edger. And, of course, he fails to comply because, because they told him not to, I guess, Brett. Additional units uh, get there. A supervisor, a mental health evaluation unit, and also a less lethal beanbag shotgun dude, they're requested as well. So they got the full gamut. But, of course, remember, in California, you have to have all these people in place. Tactical plans formulated. They take them into custody. There's a 30-minute interaction, though, 30 minutes. Officer makes several attempts to gain uh, voluntary compliance. And without warning, this guy begins walking towards the officers, and he's armed with a spiked edger. Uh, they advise him that less lethal beanbag is going to be used if he doesn't stop. Goes comply. Continues walking. And so they discharge the beanbag round, and he gets shot upper chest. He actually goes down. First video I think I've seen where they actually, maybe the second video where it actually works. He goes to the hospital and uh, pulmonary contusion and two rib fractures. I don't know if it's between the ribs that you were listening to, David, but uh, maybe it yeah. has something to do with the commercial. But uh, Yeah, fourth and, fourth and fifth ribs, I hope. Anyways, I, I've never, this is absolutely amazing that you would take this long and this much manpower and this much, these many gyrations to take one mentally ill idiot into custody. I, I, I like the beanbag. Okay, fine. Use the beanbag. But 30 minutes, two supervisors, a, a, a command post. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And you're sitting there going, oh, I'm watching the video going, what? Are they, are they there yet? It was oh, pathetically, it, it was just horrible. Just pathetic. And what if that guy had drawn a gun from under a shirt and shot that security guard across the across the driveway there after all this time? They should have bagged him, should have brought him down, gone to get something to eat. God, yeah, we could have done that, gone to dinner and gotten back by the time they did this crap. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, thanks, guys. Great show, great uh, great commentary. Um, Captain Bartlett, you know, I do want to mention the Wood of Blue, but open up that mic, Brett. Um, the, I'll talk about the Wounded Blue in a second, but if people want to find you, if they're in the Tampa Bay area, uh, Brett, you've got a company, you do a lot of gun training, education stuff. Um, tell people how they can find you, and also some PI stuff too. How can they find you? All right, it's Brett, B-R-E-T, at exumberdefense.com, E-X-U-M-B-R-A, defense.com. Right, Exumber Defense Solutions at exumberdefense.com. you got to love it. So thanks, Captain. Great trainer, by the way, guys. That's where the experts go. They go to the expert. He's the expert that trains the experts. And, uh, hey, uh, Lieutenant uh, Randy Sutton, he's got the Wounded Blue, thewoundedblue.org. It's a great organization helping cops out in the world of hurt, especially with, like, PTSD. Also, shout out the Motion DSP, GullsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Life, GunLearn.com, but GlobalOrdinance.com, thanks for that. Bang Energy, and also Ray Dietrich of Red Voice Media. Thanks for the hits. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week, guys. Thanks for your support.